Welcome to Hive Mind from the Beehive Podcast Network. It's our weekly podcast about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Eli McCann. Hey. And Nick Morley. Hello. Welcome, guys. Let's uh, let's explain a little bit about what this show is. Okay, tell us. What is this show about, Meg? Well, like I just said, it's the uh, weekly podcast about the latest and greatest in pop culture. Now, why do we, Meg Walter, Eli McCann, and Nick Morley consider ourselves qualified to record upward of 60 minutes of us talking about pop culture? And why do we think people should listen to this? Hmm. I have watched an unfortunate amount of TV in my life. Yes. And I want that to amount to something. Because <laughs> when you're on your deathbed, <laughs> it has to matter. I want people to be like, when people, I'm on my, I'm on my deathbed and people are like, Eli, you spent your entire life watching... Keenan and Kel, which is an example that I think we're going to talk about today. Obviously. In the 90s. Why did you do that? And I'll be like, so I could make an amazing podcast with my friends. So Eli's answer is shame. Um, <laughs> for me personally, I spent years running a website dedicated solely to television uh, called TV and Jelly, a website for which Eli wrote mm -hmm. and Nick read. Um, all I ever want to talk about is television mm -hmm. slash pop culture, specifically Britney Spears 2007, uh, which we will eventually get to, I'm sure. Mm. It is my life, and it is my reason for existing. Um, I feel like our upbringing, Meg's my sister, by the way. Oh, yeah. Our, We're all you listeners. <laughs> the thousands of you. The conflict of interest <laughs> right. has been disclosed. Yeah. Was, so the nepotism is <laughs> out there. Now you know. I, I wanted it to be... Public information, but I feel like we were raised in a fairly savvy media television, heavy. media heavy household. We were watching Frasier at like age eight. Yeah, nine. weird media. Yeah, like our friends were watching like the dumb Disney Channel shows, and we we're like, oh yeah, we were watching ER last week, <laughs> yeah. and they were like, oh, my parents don't let me watch that, and yeah. so we we were lucky enough to. Be exposed to it so early. Thanks, mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. That explains a lot. Yeah. So we're weird because we were raised weird. And our media interests are weird because that's what we were exposed to early on. It was very much a nurture, not a nature thing. <laughs> okay. And it stuck with us. Absolutely. So thanks for tuning in. We hope that we uh, don't disappoint you, that you do, in fact, enjoy listening to, listening to us talk about pop culture um, what we're watching, what we're listening to, who we're paying attention to in the media. Um, we're going to start today by talking about what it is lately we've been consuming media-wise. Um, Eli, let's have you start. Okay, so I am a survi avid Survivor fan and watcher, and I used to write Survivor recaps for Meg's site, TV and Jelly. Which were excellent. Thank you. Meg was my only reader. And <laughs> I wrote those week after week, and then I eventually started – then they eventually evolved into, like, writing mostly – about the children's programs that I watched in the 80s and 90s with like a little bit of information about Survivor and then I got fired. <laughs> so yeah. all of that's true. Okay, so I've been watching that. So Meg asked Meg you asked us before we got here today to like put together a list of things we were watching so that we could like circulate it with each other and I started writing my list and I got to like eight or nine TV shows and then I started feeling really embarrassed Shame. about here we are again. the amount of shows I was watching so I just stopped. Like I stopped the list but and I why? was like why is that embarrassing? Well, because like you're raising children, 
Nick is probably doing something with his life. Children and dog. And a dog. So two children. I just got TV (laughs) and a plant that is dying. Oh, no. Fiddle fern. Fiddle what? Is it a fiddle fern? Because they're fickle. They're a fickle fiddle fern. I don't know what you're saying at me right now. (laughs) Okay. So I've been, I have also been very slowly watching the Ken Burns Vietnam series. Ah. Depressing. Did you know that the country has done some bad things? Did you watch The Good Place? Yes. One of my favorite, favorite part of The Good Place is when they meet Maya Rudolph and she's mm. like the eternal judge. Yes. Who has all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how she's trying to get through the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary <laughs> and she can't. <laughs> and it's not because it's boring. It is not. There's nothing boring about it. But it's like it. 40 hours, it's, right? It's really long. It's really long. And it is really really depressing yeah what no matter what your views on the vietnam war it is just incredibly depressing are there people who are like the vietnam war that was a good thing no not really i mean there's a lot of so they interview a lot of people who were involved like fought in the war for america yeah they interview a lot of protesters they interview a lot of people in vietnam that were on either side of it and so you sort of get like this mixed experience but pretty much the tone of the whole show is it's too bad this happened. You know, sure. there's not there are a couple people in there who are like, I'm proud of my country then. And I, you know, I was proud then and I'm proud now and whatever. But most of the people are like, too bad this happened. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. But it's just real depressing. Um, I am still watching the Dick Van Dyke show. I've been trying to, like, get back through it again. It's on Netflix. Are you trying, like, start to finish? Yes. Yeah. No, I am. I am binging it. Is there um, is there a story arc? I feel like it was just very no. episodic. There's not. No, there's not. And every episode is the exact, exact same thing. But delightful. Yeah, every single episode is like 15 minutes of Rob writing comedy with his friends and like making jokes about the bald guy and then 10 minutes of Laura and Rob entertaining everyone at a party. Speaking of Rob's friends, Rosemarie just died. No, well, not just. It's well, I know, recently. Months. I was really sad on Twitter about it. Mary's gone. Devastating. Rosemarie's gone. I follow, um, what's his name, Reiner? Rob? No, the older, his dad. Who's Rob Reiner's who created, dad? No, wait, Rob Reiner, who's the son? Carl. Carl. I follow wait, both sorry. of them. Carl's the dad. Rob's the son. I follow both of them. Carl, the dad, is on Twitter. He's very political, and he's like 95. Oh, and all it. of his tweets are about Trump. And none of them, like, they all kind of don't make sense. And they're all, like, really mad tweets. But, like, so it's like nobody fights Trump against him. Trump. Well, kind of. Well, but they're really, he'll be like, um, hello, what's that? Incompetency? Sounds pretty good to me. The president. <laughs> like, they're all like that. But they're, like, really sweet and kind of funny. And so, like, everybody's always like, oh, thanks, Carl. Good job today. You know, I'm like. I'm not trying to be patronizing to Carl Reiner because he's awesome, but yeah. anyway, he's been very funny. <laughs> that would make a good Twitter feed, just like everyone over the age of 90 talking about politics. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> should start that. I would I would stay on Twitter for that alone. He who smelt the Delta, I think. <laughs> it, would, it would have to go into a whole computer tutorial thing and like, getting actually like connected to the internet, and oh. they think that... Well, do you remember that episode of The Office when Ryan starts the blog for uh, who's the old guy? Creed. Creed. <laughs> and really, it's just a Google or a Word doc that he opened up. It's like gov.org. Yeah. 
to protect the world from from Creed's thoughts. Creed's thoughts. Yeah, that's what it was. Creed's pretty thoughts. shocking, even for the <laughs> even internet. For the internet. <laughs> anyway, pretty pretty robust list there, Eli. Thank you. Wide range of interests. <laughs> I guess. You're learning, you're laughing, mm-hmm. you're crying. Oh, and I finally, and I know I'm like kind of late on this, but I finally saw that the Utah legislators rapping video. Oh, no. Had you not seen it till now? I saw it recently. It made me want to not be a human anymore. I know. I know. I died inside. What? So, but se- Congresswoman or whatever, Representative Duckworth, the woman, she's like, appears like three quarters of the way through the Wait, video. Wait, are we not talking about the Utah one? That's what I'm talking about. Duckworth, Susan Duckworth. Oh, Susan Duckworth. Susan Duckworth. Okay. Can you hear it playing? I sure can. <laughs> Have we gotten to the part where the guy's wearing the MAGA hat yet? No. Oh, there's somebody wearing a MAGA hat? Yes. My favorite is the, the guy who's holding a football. He's like, yes. oh, we're rapping? Football. You know that guy has been talking about his high school football career for the last 30 years. He's got his Letterman jacket just sitting. <laughs> Puts it on after hours. Oh, if only it were 67 again. Oh, that night on the field with the lights. Don't you wish you could go back? <laughs> I just don't understand how, like, this... There must have been a lot of people who saw this before it went onto the internet. How there wasn't at least one person that's like, absolutely not. So this I've, cannot. I've talked about this on another podcast okay. that my coworker and I do. Plug. <laughs> Though this is the place podcast. If that took more than two hours start to finish plus editing, I'm mortified. Yeah. Because that, that looks like 30 minutes of work to me. Mm-hmm. And if our tax dollars <laughs> were used... On any longer than two hours for that atrocity, <laughs> we have a major problem. It is so embarrassing. Uh, Nick, what have you been watching? So, Atlanta just ended. What is uh, what is that about again? So, Donald Glover, mm-hmm. media mogul of our time. I think he's going to eat out one day. Mm. He plays a aspiring manager for a rapper in the city of Atlanta. The rapper happens to be his cousin. Uh, also has Lakeith Stanfield in it. If you saw Get Out, yeah, uh, he was in that too. Okay. Uh, so they are, it doesn't follow a story arc, just a lot of vignettes about life in Atlanta, the hip-hop culture. Is it a comedy? Yeah, but some episodes get really dark. Yeah. Like they did a... It's a 2018 comedy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, I feel like they have to do that nowadays. And one of the episodes this season, Donald Glover wore like a, like a wax, like white face that made him look like Nixon or something. And they did like a horror episode. Huh. And like Twitter just blew up after, after it aired. It was crazy. And huh. given the This Is America yeah. the song that came out, the, the finale was well viewed, but... Um, it's one of my favorite shows just from an acting standpoint, and I think his cousin is going to win the Emmy this year. Um, I just think they do a great job, and given I'm from one of the whitest states in the United States. Utah? But, I mean... Really? The Orrin Hatch wrote those songs. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> gosh, I, I felt like I owed myself to do a little bit of exposure to, to the South and to... Anything that Donald Glover creates, I mean, if you've seen Community or 30 Rock, yeah. I mean, anything that, that he touches, it's Good it's fantastic. Um, but I'd recommend it. It's only two seasons in. I don't I don't know if there's going to be a third. I, I really where, don't. Where don't, can you watch it? It's on FX, but okay. um, 
the the first season's on Hulu right now, but yeah. I was just uh, watching it live uh, this season, which is something I rarely do. But yeah. I started doing this year. Do you uh, have cable? I do not. I have YouTube TV. Oh, oh YouTube I'm the TV. last person in America paying you for cable. You are the last person in America oh, paying for cable. Proudly. Including my parents, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Even Meg's parents yeah. have given up. Uh, what else are you watching? Bob's Burgers. Oh, my gosh. Bob's Burgers. I just barely got into it, uh, which is crazy because I'm a huge H. John Benjamin fan. I wish every audiobook was recorded in his voice because I could just listen to him talk for hours on end yeah but it is so smart and so funny cool. and i've just i'm not done with the first season yet but mm-hmm. so it takes Meg, you've seen it haven't you yeah and it takes a lot for me to get on board with a cartoon mm-hmm. um because i feel like i don't know maybe i like saw family guy and it was like uh, like i just trashy yeah the, the humor in cartoons is often a little more crass than i like in a comedy but Bob's Burgers is very very sweet um Mm -hmm. it's a family that like legitimately adores each other and they're weird and they're quirky and their town is quirky but it's a very sweet happy premise um and it's one of those where they're like poor but they're happy which is always refreshing to see on tv Um, has it given you any insight in what it's like to be a cartoon Hard, <laughs> but it is my responsibility as a viewer to consume that media and process it respectfully and use my privilege to make change. <laughs> uh, speaking of H. John Benjamin, Nick, I think I've told you about this, uh, but for anyone listening, H. John Benjamin a year or so ago produced a jazz album um, called Jazz Daredevil. I should have learned how to play the piano, but I didn't. Did Orrin Hatch participate? He in did that? not. <laughs> okay. But A. Sean Benjamin hired a group of studio musicians, showed up to record, to play the piano, and he does not know how to play the piano. So it is very good oh. musicians playing their instruments while H. John Benjamin makes a mockery. Mm-hmm. of jazz music on the piano. And it is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire okay, life. Okay, what's this called? I'm looking this up. Jazz Daredevil. It. Jazz Daredevil. You're giving me more things to go watch. I feel like H. John, it's not even a, it's, it's an album. It's just an audio, like a music. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like H. John Benjamin is someone who just really enjoys making funny things. Anyway, H. John Benjamin is great on it. I totally hijacked your show. No, but you're fine. But the other... I mean, a man does the voice of his wife, and it's so funny. And Kristen Skoll, if you if you guys seen any of her stuff she's, before? She's one of the only celebrities I've ever seen in person. And how was that encounter? Oh. Well, we had no interaction whatsoever. But she walked by me, and I recognized her. And I don't recognize people very often, like even my own family. And she walked <laughs> by, and I was like, <gasps> and it was like two years ago, and I've, I'm still talking about it. Oh, clearly. <laughs> in Portland. We were in Portland. Oh, nice. Anyway. Does she live in Portland? She was there. She was doing a campaign event for Hillary Clinton. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Mm. I don't know where she lives. Huh. That's too bad. Anyway, she's the only female in the cast, right? She is. Oh, really? Yeah, she's the only female in the cast, and her character is so funny. And like what Meg said, the family is so supportive of they. They just embrace the weird, Mm -hmm. and they like at first Bob can be kind of like apprehensive, but then he just decides to go with it because he loves his kids and he he loves the restaurant and he wants he wants the best for for everybody. So yeah, happy go lucky, 
Super fun cartoon. Uh, available on Hulu. Available on Hulu. And Sunday nights on Fox. And Netflix? Not on Netflix. I've only Netflix. watched it on Hulu. Okay. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Do you guys watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, but everybody keeps talking about it now because it's getting canceled. It got renewed. So Fox dropped it. Okay. NBC picked it back up because I think there was such an outcry that it got canceled. But Dan Gore, Mike Schur, like they make like some of the most popular comedies out there. I huh. mean, Parks and Rec. The Good Place. The Good Place, The Office, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I mean, it's. I think it's got a little different feel. Than the rest of the shows, like I think The Good Place is one of the smartest shows that they've ever done. But the Brooklyn Nine Nine is just goofy, and like Andy Samberg, like anything that he does yeah. will be like really lighthearted and fun. And uh, but it's really quick. The writing's really fast. It's great. Yeah. The characters are the great. characters are really funny. Uh, and like it's a cop show, but it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I what mean, about tell me about Westworld season two? Westworld mm-hmm. season two getting really really dark and if you thought the first season was dark just wait like i um so first season they're setting it up it's like the the technology is really cool and then what if the machines start learning that they're machines and now they're they just want to kill everybody uh so it's kind of it's gotten kind of just just kind of brutal now. Yeah, kind of brutal now. Like, it's not as smart as it used to be. Like, yeah. they used to cover a bunch of, like, philosophical topics about, like, consciousness and, like, what goes into, like, making a human a human. And now it's just kind of robots against humans. And I don't really like the way that the second season's going so far. But Is come... it getting trashier? Actually, I think it's getting less trashy. It okay. was pretty trashy. It was yeah, pretty like, trashy. at the beginning, I think it was just <laughs> like a cloud and a tornado of just... Sex boobs. and violence. Yeah, Lots sex, violence, um, yeah. robot orgies. But, but that's kind of the HBO way. Yeah. They like to like give you like all the salacious stuff in the beginning. Right at the beginning. So it's like, oh, the HBO audience will love this. And then <laughs> I don't know if the audience has tapered off. I, I need to check the Nielsen ratings. But are those still a thing? Nielsen? Who knows? I've never yeah. heard of it until you mean, just said it. Yeah, so. no, they're still a thing. Are they still a thing? Even with a all friend, the streaming? No, I have a friend who's... Uh, works for like one of the news stations and he's always talking about it. I didn't know how it worked and then he like gave me this whole tutorial one day and it stressed me out. I wonder though how relevant it is since none of us are sitting, well, well, I am. Present company excluded. <laughs> Most of America isn't like sitting and watching TV. We're watching stuff later well, from I, our streaming devices. I really hope that I'm like one of the few houses in Utah that's like being tracked because I really want I want I want what I watch to be what they put on TV, and right. I actually watch TV. So, but every time I turn on my TV, I'm like, "What if I'm one of the houses that they like use to track ratings?" So it's not every house; it's like so. A what sampling. he told me, and sorry if anybody out there understands this better than me and thinks I'm botching it, but he had said there are like 600 houses in Utah that are like at random, and nobody knows who they are. It's like a very blind process, and then they use those houses to determine like what people are watching. And so you get, like, your number, if you have, like, a four, it means four of the 600 TVs were tuned into this thing. And so, like, what your number is uh, helps, like, show how good your show is. So if you have a, a zero number for any given day, then, like, for all intents and purposes, they say, like, nobody really watched your show. Hmm. And doesn't that seem like a terrible system? It does seem like it an does. awful system. I don't know. And so that really stressed him out because he's like news person. He's like, we always just hope that like at least two or three of the TVs are tuned in because that's like a great number for us. Whoa. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. 
Because then that, that equates to a huge number of people statistically. Does it, though? I don't know. That is why I say I think it's a bad That just system. seems like a really small sample size. Yeah, and I may have just botched how I explained it, but that's, that was Hopefully my memory. Hopefully you did, because that bums me out. <laughs> uh, speaking of bummer second seasons, have you been watching The Handmaid's Tale? I have been. And oh, it's a, there's another season? Yeah. yeah. Second season came out. Oh. See, this is one of those shows where it should just end. Same thing with Big Little Lies. Yes. Just end. Just end it. Yeah. Like, let it be wonderful for what it was. I don't care how many people watched it. Like, just let it be amazing. And, like, let it be something that you keep talking about. Because I feel like anytime they try and add on to it, the integrity of it gets ruined. And the book ended so smartly and so abruptly, which is part of why I like the book so much. Um, And they've already missed their opportunity to do that with the series and now i've just lost interest hmm. so but is it have, have you been watching season two i have been is it good i mean it's still great i mean the the act that they have the same cast it's not like they they replaced any of the writers or anything but there was a uh, do we do spoilers here do we do spoiler alert spoiler uh, alert spoiler alert <laughs> We can get one of those obnoxious, like, for a couple of months, she's actually not a handmaid. Oh. So I thought that the show was kind of go into the direction of her getting to, like, freedom and kind of acclimating to life outside of the... And then she got thrown back in again, and now she's just back to being brainwashed. And mm-hmm. so I really thought it was going to take a good direction, but now it's... The really SNL sketch, me. The Handmaids in the City, was um, was amazing last week. Did you see it? No. It was, uh, what's her name? Amy Schumer, Amy right? Schumer. Oh. And they did, they did like a sex in the city, but handsmaids tell like mashup. So they're like eating lunch together and they walk in and they're like, hi girls. And they're all talking about like all the oppression they're experiencing, but in a very sex in the city kind of way. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny. Did you see the one uh, where it was, there's a group of handmaids and they run into their male yes. friends from before. And they're like, oh, hey. You coming to that party later? And they're like. We can't. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I meant mm. to come to the thing. You guys should rise up against that. <laughs> <laughs> what was it on? What? It's SNL. It's oh, was SNL. it? Yeah, they're like, are you coming to the party later? And they're like, we can't. We belong to our husbands now, and we shouldn't even be talking to you. And they're like, oh, that sucks. You guys should do something about that. Like, you shouldn't just put up with that. And they're like not involved or engaged at all. Oh, man. <laughs> The worst. Men are the worst. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about me Please. now. Good. Last night was the season premieres of both Silicon Valley and Barry on HBO. You uh, mean the finale? Can't do it. Season finale. What did I say? Premiere. Sorry. Season finale. You just saved everybody. From- uh, can you imagine the confusion oh that would have ensued? <laughs> it would have crashed TV. Uh, <laughs> People would. I'm pulling up Twitter right now. <laughs> Did you hear the podcast? Um, so Silicon Valley, I've been watching religiously since its premiere years ago. And it's a show that hits a little close to home for me. We are sitting right now in the Silicon Slopes podcast studio, Silicon Slopes being where I work, Silicon Slopes being the Utah version of what Silicon Valley is in California. So I see a lot of people start tech startups and try to run them successfully. And I have witnessed the stress that mm-hmm. is behind this. And this show is very good at portraying the up and ups and downs um, and the details and the gnarly logistics that go into a startup to the point where sometimes I don't even think it's funny because I've seen it actually happen. Huh. Um, and it's absurd and it's, it's terrifying. And I always feel a little bit of guilt because I am just someone who sits back and writes about the people who are doing this really hard thing 
Um, but it is really hard, and I'm not cut out for it. And Silicon Valley does a really good job of showing just how hard it is, but it is a comedy. Um, it's a little bit crass. The language is pretty foul, but it's really funny, and the characters are really great. So all of the seasons are available on HBO. You can get the HBO Now app, um, which is how we watch it. And we've given our uh, password to 11 different people, and I don't think they realize that we can see what they've been watching. Oh. And people have been making some embarrassing choices, oh. like Avatar. Someone oh, no. watched Avatar from our account, you guys. Can you imagine what your life must be like that you take time to sit down and watch Avatar. You know what the worst part about these apps is once you watch something embarrassing, then the app recommends equally oh, embarrassing yeah. things to you. Oh, yeah. And I have on multiple occasions watched like really, really shameful content on Netflix. And then I'll like pull up Netflix while like my friends or family are over and be like, do you want to watch a movie? And it'll be like, would you like to watch Teletubbies? Yeah. Titles related to Teletubbies. And I'm just like, no, 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 don't look at the TV. One of the biggest mistakes I've made in my entire life was pulling up a children's show from my user profile in Netflix. Uh-huh. And Netflix is never going to forget that. It's going to keep <laughs> recommending Strawberry Shortcake to me until I die. And Barbie on Netflix. Barbie, Barbie's dream house on Netflix. <laughs> Uh, Barry, the other one that's on HBO that had a season finale, it's dark. It is dark. Mm -hmm. Um, so funny. There's one character in particular who just kills me. He's a Chechen. Oh. He's a Chechen and he's like a very effeminate Chechen who's like really into like. Is he the bald one? Yeah. Yeah. Making friends with everybody, Mm -hmm. including the people he's like supposed to be coordinating the murders of. Uh, Super great. Bill Hader's really great. It is very, very heavy content, though. Um, It's about a hitman who starts out just killing people he's assigned to kill. But then when he decides to not be a hitman anymore, he has to start kind of uh, cleaning up after himself, and that means killing some people who know who know what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gets pretty dark pretty quick. Uh, and then finally, I just— Hold on, can we go back to Barry real quick? Yes, please. So Bill Hader, Bill Hader. one of my favorites of all time yes. on SNL. Yes, Do you think a role like that was good for him? Like— Graduating from SNL, doing his own thing. Do you like think this was a good step? I don't for him? think we've seen what he's going to do in this show yet. I think that so far he's been a pretty straight man in it. Um, but as he continues taking this acting class, which is the premise of the show, it's a hitman who decides he wants to be an actor, and he's taking an acting class. We're going to see more and more goofy Bill Hader emerge as the seasons go on. And seasons are only eight episodes, so I think mm-hmm. that there's a lot more to come. Um, And then finally, I have started watching a show called Killing Eve by BBC America, starring Sandra Oh. Uh, You can get it on Amazon. And it is uh, about another hit, this time woman, committing murders all across Europe. But it's really fun and a really great cat and mouse between Sandra Oh, who's with MI6, and uh, this psychopath who works to kill important people across Europe. I'm really enjoying it. Mm. It's very stylized. It's very fun. It's funny. It's interesting. It's engaging. Can't recommend it enough. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) thanks, everyone, for listening to the Hive Mind podcast from the B5 pod, B5. (laughs) 
Beehive Podcast Network. Uh, mm, we're beef. coming at you. Or beef. Coming at you <laughs> weekly. So tune in, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.